Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, October 28th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. Winter is coming for restaurants across America. Plus, the GOP's monstrous math problem and how fake hacks undermine democracy. First, some news we're following. Protests and civil unrest continued in West Philadelphia last night, following Monday's police shooting of a 27-year-old Black man with mental health issues. Walter Wallace Jr. had a knife in his hand when officers opened fire 14 times, killing him as his mother stood nearby. Thousands have been protesting in the streets. Here's video from Philadelphia journalist Justin Udo. Confrontations between the police and protesters were tense and sometimes violent. Philadelphia police also reported looting and asked residents in the area to stay inside their homes. The National Guard is mobilizing at the governor's request. Now, here's today's one big thing. A lot of us worry about bad actors hacking into platforms like Facebook and sowing chaos and distrust in our democracy. Here's a twist. Facebook is saying hackers might not even have to do any hacking at all to be effective. They can just say they did it. Sarah Fisher is a media reporter at Axios. So, Sarah, they're calling this perception hacking. What is that? So, perception hacking is when somebody claims to have meddled in an election and be pretty successful at it, or they might claim that they were able to spread a lot of misinformation online about it. But in reality, they weren't that successful. But the claim that they did it is actually sometimes just as dangerous as if they had done it in the first place. So these false claims are just another form of misinformation? And we know tech platforms like Facebook and Twitter are getting better at weeding that out, right? Absolutely. If your systems get really good at weeding out misinformation from spreading on your platform, then bad actors are going to have to evolve. They're going to have to change their tactics. One of the things that we found is that some of these new tactics are not only just as dangerous, but they're just as hard to combat. You know, one of the new tactics is a perception hack where you claim that you're disrupting the election more than you actually are. The other is just to be on more platforms at once. So instead of doing most of your meddling on Facebook where you're likely to get caught, send some emails. And when you have a widespread campaign, that's really hard for Facebook, who actually has pretty good defense systems in the scheme of things, to take down and take action on. Let's talk about what Facebook and other platforms are doing about this. Tech companies are actually supposed to discuss this in front of lawmakers in Washington today. Yes. So the CEOs of some of the major tech companies like Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and Jack Dorsey of Twitter are testifying today at Congress. And all of this ties together, Nyla, because to date, tech companies sort of make these ad hoc decisions around how they take content down based off of their own judgment call. And what lawmakers are starting to have a conversation about is, should we take that liability cover away from them? Should we hold them to a higher account through the law? And if we were to do that, would that help to curb the spread of misinformation on their platforms, thus making our elections more secure. But at the end of the day, Congress is so gridlocked, I wouldn't expect this hearing to result in any concrete action in the foreseeable future. 
Sarah Fisher covers media for Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the Republican Party's reliance on a shrinking demographic. Welcome back to Axios Today. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. And Axios co-founder Mike Allen is here with me this morning to talk about a story that he wrote that's out today about the GOP's monstrous math problem. Good morning, Mike. Well, good morning, Nyla. Six days out. Six days out. A couple of weeks ago, you and I had a conversation about the GOP and seniors. And I wonder how that relates to what you've been looking into in terms of what President Trump's base looks like in 2020. So Republicans under Trump have become almost exclusively reliant on a shrinking demographic, white people, who live in shrinking areas, that small rural towns, and they're relying on people with shrinking incomes, 50,000 or less. So their survival is based on a group that is disappearing. And so this is really when people talk about President Trump's base not looking like the whole country, this is what you're talking about. Well, that's right. The demographic changes that are happening in the country, every single one of them helps Democrats and hurts Republicans. Millennials and Gen Z, as they get older, are staying Democrat. In past generations, they were more likely to become Republicans. That's not happening. These younger Republicans who have their eye on running for president in 2024, they see that they're going to need more than the basically station wagon set that Donald Trump is talking to. They know the math may not work for him. It sure won't work for them. Axios co-founder Mike Allen, and you can read more about this in his AM newsletter. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Now I have the best day. It's no secret the pandemic has taken a huge toll on small businesses, especially restaurants. And now that some of the early coronavirus relief programs have ended, we're going into winter with worries things are about to get much worse. Erica Pandy writes the At Work newsletter for Axios. So, Nyla, the pandemic has already forced at least 100,000 restaurants to close indefinitely or permanently. It's one million small businesses around total, and at least 100,000 of those are restaurants. And those that have stayed open in the big cities have done so by seating people outside. Now, that was in the summer when many businesses and restaurants could adapt and operate outdoors. But now that we're headed into winter, how are they preparing? You know, a lot of states have said that they're going to allow outdoor dining to continue, but it costs a lot to buy those heaters to keep it warm. And you have to protect from rain and snow. And just the fact that people aren't going to want to sit in the cold and enjoy their dinner anymore. So even though those permits are intact, restaurateurs are doubtful and they're very scared. One of the cities that is allowing outdoor dining in the coming fall and winter months is Washington, D.C., It's giving $6,000 grants for things like tents and heaters, even marketing. But getting that money and figuring out all the new rules can also be confusing. That's where Carolina Buitrago at District Bridges comes in. That's a nonprofit that supports small businesses. People are starting to get anxious. They need to apply separately for tents. They need to apply separately for heaters. And then they will have a site inspection to make sure everything is up to standards and more importantly, safe for everyone. They had a lot of regulations about not being able to use heaters under tents. They were requesting that the heaters be placed five feet away from the tents, but that would be impossible because then the heaters would be either on the street 
or on the sidewalk. But despite the money and other support, Carolina worries many are getting left behind. I am very grateful for what the city has been able to come up with as far as grants. But realistically, it is not enough for what the small businesses need in this city. A lot of our businesses are really struggling. And as Erica Pandy points out, this is a problem across the country that's gone from bad to worse. In July, I wrote a story with the headline, it's about to get a lot worse. Now we're in October, it's getting darker, it's getting colder, and it turns out we hadn't seen anything yet. That's all we've got for you today. Check out our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. Today, former presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg talks about how a Biden administration would take on China. So, yes, you will begin to see a president uh, uh, standing up to China, but in a much more cohesive way, not poking him in the eye for the hell of it. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.